Okay, quiet on the set, everybody. Stand by. Roll camera. Speed. Roll sound. Speed. Market. And cue talent. Hello, and welcome to This Week in Production. I'm your host, Art Aldridge, and this is episode 45. Hard to believe it's coming up on almost one year, not missing a single week of production. Though I can't really say that now because there's no production happening in my universe. But that is not the case for my guest, the perennial favorite of This Week in Production, all the way from Marshfield, Massachusetts, Mr. Lou Lita. Wow, what an introduction. I, can I even live up to that introduction? I don't think so. I'm a little fired up. <laughs> you are fired up. Ha- ha- happy uh, hour started a little early here. Wow. Are we in the same time zone? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, sir. Okay. Before I get to this week's topic... I want to encourage you to send me your comments and feedback. Please email thisweekinproduction at gmail.com or call me on my Google voicemail. I'm not going to answer, but it's it's a voicemail box that you can leave a message. 601-564-TWIP, T-W-I-P, 601-564-TWIP. 8947. Like I said, I'd love to hear from you comments, suggestions, good, bad, or whatever. You want to yell at me? You want to tell me I suck? Please, I welcome it. Okay, let's get back to this week's topic. So, the word on the street is that you've been doing some jobs. The word is correct. I have been doing some jobs. I've, I've been kind of getting ramped back up again. I'm feeling a little forward momentum and uh, it feels pretty good. What is the environment, the production environment like up in Massachusetts these days? Well, I can't tell you I have my finger on the pulse exactly of, of the entire production world, but the people I do speak to, and I know one of, one of our favorites uh, on this podcast, Tom Chartrand has actually been pretty busy uh, himself. Um, but I would say most of the people I know are not are not uh, that busy. I know a few people that work in television or in cable, and they're still you know working uh, mostly from home, mostly editing, but very little shooting. Um, that seems to be the thing that's gone away. Um, where I've actually you know started to break the gear out and, and do some shoots, and got a couple more things uh, happening, lining up. Um, even today, picked up a couple more jobs. So are you finding any difficulties getting back into physical production work at this juncture? Well, I, I had done a shoot a couple of weeks ago for a friend of mine, producer, who had picked up a client. Uh, it was a dental product that uh, they were trying to showcase. They weren't working with real patients, but they had a couple of dentists, and they were showing off this laser technology. And it was in Boston, and, and the first thing that I noticed was how easy it was to get into the city. You know, I could normally uh, uh, drive like that, you know, with some moderate traffic would take me at least an hour, and then the whole hassle of parking, where it took me about 25 minutes, pulled right up in front on Commonwealth Avenue, which is a very busy street in Boston, and 
dumped the gear right out on the sidewalk and loaded it up on a cart and up in an elevator. And we were up and rolling in no time at all. So that alone was a shock. But um, it, it, it took me a little bit just to kind of, you know, get back into the groove where you don't have to think about, you know, where the record button is or the white balance or the scene file settings. So it came back pretty quickly. It's not like it's been, you know, years. Uh, it had been a couple months. I, I think I had gone eight straight weeks without touching the camera. Um, and that's probably the longest I had gone in my entire career. And that pro probably dates back to like before I was in high school in the late seventies. So quite, quite a long stretch without shooting something. Any concerns about getting out there physically with other people? I don't know the details of your jobs, but I mean, any concerns prior to saying yes, or were you just like, Hey, I'm ready. Let's go. I don't care what the circumstances are. Um, well, I mean, you'd be kind of silly to not have some concerns. It's not like, you know, I mean, I consider myself to be in fairly good health. I, I do wear gloves. I wear a mask. I wash my hands. But, you know, people have gotten the virus, you know, people young, old, um, male, female and all walks of life. So what makes me think I'm exempt? But I took all the necessary precautions uh, as much as I could. But, you know, I suppose it's a little bit of a leap of faith. Um, you know, and that was a few weeks ago and I, you know, I figured something would show up within a couple of weeks, but so far I've been pretty lucky and, you know, I'm taking a lot of vitamins and vitamin D and, you know, trying to get enough sleep and certainly drinking enough, uh, coffee. I, I hear caffeine, Starbucks, macchiatos, uh, those all are very, um, uh, Corona resistant. Oh, well, okay. I hear tequila works out too. So. Well, tequila too. I enjoy sipping tequila, macchiatos, um, you know, whatever it takes, as long as it's uh, wet, warm, and delicious, or cold in any in particular instance. That's another Lewism. Another Lewism. Wet, and I warm, got and delicious. Yes, you do. Mm -hmm. Are the types of calls you're getting for work in line with what you're normally doing? Are you getting any different kind of inquiries for work or is it pretty much business as usual at this point well i'll tell you i'll tell you some of the jobs i um have just picked up so i just ended up picking up a very large car dealership in this area but not so much for the traditional now get you know this acura for 199 a month it was more about um talking about how they're you know operating in this uh, covid environment and again we've all heard the same thing you know social distancing six feet apart you know sanitizing everything um and they had to showcase that you know in every aspect you know but mostly geared towards service because that's really where most car dealers are making their money these days is in service um so we had to go through uh four different car dealerships it was a very you know they're very organized very detailed uh dealership and it was literally putting a what we do video together from you know the time you pull up to the time the car comes in um if you don't want to go in, they're promoting you can use FaceTime or, you know, call or text or email your your wishes. And then um, they, we kind of took the viewer through the entire process of what this particular dealership does. So that was a little different. And that was certainly the first COVID-related video I've done. And I just got another call today, but geared more towards like, all right, we got to get things moving here again. We need to come up with some new creative and um, I'll be meeting with them next week. And then there was a couple others that. I'm not sure what they're about. They were, I was just, uh, you know, told that they wanted to speak to me about doing some production. So, you know, I, I'm expecting things to, you know, certainly touch on Corona. Um, 
and how they're handling it. It's almost like you kind of have to just to say you're in the game and you're open and this is what you're doing to be preventative. So I expect more of that kind of work. When I spoke with Christian and Brandon last week on episode 44, they had taken a job on the West Coast and they were, um, you know, really going out a little bit into the unknown. And I asked them, I said, you know, how did you handle the pricing on that job? Is there a surcharge because it's risky? Is there a discount because you're desperate? And he said, basically, no surcharge and no discount, just kind of, you know, normal job pricing. I mean, how are you finding it? Are, are clients looking for discounts because they feel like, you know, people want the work or is it business as usual or can you get a premium because it is still questionable as far as safety? Well, in this one particular instance, uh, this car dealer knew I was available and, you know, they definitely took, took advantage of the fact that things have been slow. Um, but, you know, they did offer to pay me uh, in full prior to the day of the shoot. So, you know, and there's some value in that, uh, and even in the best of times. So I, uh, I took them up on that offer. I mean, it was definitely less than what I would have normally charged, considering it, were two, it was two full days and, um, you know, there was no one else helping on the shoot. So, you know, I had to kind of wear a couple of hats, but it was still worth my time to work with this client and it's already turned into some more projects. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know if, I guess right now the idea of trying to get my business up running again, I, I kind of feel like I want to let people know that I'm out there and I'm not necessarily offering discounts, but you know, I'm also not going to turn down work because you know, it's, it's been slow. I mean, I'm not going to, not going to deny it. It's definitely been slow the last 10 weeks. So there's some, I would say a window of, you know, potential discounting only because there's some uncertainty on your end about, you know, future work. And so you're, you're feeling that, I don't know if it's a pressure or a concern. I, I have really very little, you know, work going on uh, as opposed to my normal schedule, the normal events that, that I do, that you do with me, we're on site, we're traveling, you know, we're with people, we're with a big crew. That's not happening for me. No, that's not happening for a long time. So I don't think that's happening with anybody anywhere. Right. So I am not getting those calls at all. And the jobs that I'm getting are completely remote live streaming type things, but it's not anywhere near um, a regular occurrence. So you're feeling some uncertainty about where things are and you're maybe taking jobs at a lesser price at this point just to get yourself back out there. Yeah, I would. In fact, I, you know, this week I, I reached out to a few clients who had called me kind of when this all sort of kicked in and I just said, I'm not shooting, uh, you know, at all. So, you know, if you want to do something with uh, existing footage or stock footage or editing graphics, fine. But I also feel like, you know, out of sight, out of mind, and if maybe someone else decides they're willing to do the work and next thing you know you're you're no longer working for that client so yeah i'm starting to feel a little bit of that pressure and so i've been making these calls just let people know i have been doing some shoots this is what i've been doing to you know uh stay safe as safe as i can um and and, you know i've kind of been set up for re-entry i mean i am a small business i mean i bring people in when i need them but 
I'm trying to stay, you know, streamlined and, um, you know, keep everything simple and uh, modify. In fact, a, a couple uh, uh, shots that we needed for this recent production, I just logistically couldn't be done. And so I had to teach the client how to shoot the pickup shots using an iPhone and how to deliver them to me, which is all that could be a whole other podcast about delivery of files via you know, mobile devices and what happens to videos when they get emailed or uploaded or, or, or texted or compressed. And that's a whole nother dynamic that's coming out of this whole situation. So, um, but in this instant, it, it sort of worked. Plus there was really no option. You know, we were on deadline and logistically to try to go out there and shoot and with all the gear and, you know, the budget. People will make do with what they it's amazing. have to when yes. push comes to shove. Absolutely. And, and you know, it's a, it, you feel a little funny about it because I know I speak in your behalf. You know, we pride ourselves on using, you know, really good equipment and delivering the best we possibly can on a budget and, you know, making sure we light things and good sound. And, and now sometimes just an iPhone is good enough, um, which I, I feel a little funny about it. I mean, I, I'm hoping that isn't the norm, but, you know, right now we're in this period of, it's we just got to get it done somehow some way i mean are you feeling at all like you see a light at the end of the tunnel or is it still sort of a fuzzy haze i gotta say i'm starting to feel a little bit of a light just based on activity i mean i I honestly i got like three jobs today i got a referral from someone that couldn't do a job i've got uh, another car dealer I hadn't worked with in, in several years. They found me and they want to have me come in next week and come up with a whole new campaign for them. So I just sense like there's a renewed enthusiasm, like, all right, you know, we're not over this, but things are, we got to get moving. You know, we got to kind of reinvent ourselves, get our word, get the word out there, get the message out there and, you know, let people know. Where do you put the break on like our friend Christian and Brandon? Like where, where do you draw the line and say, you know what? I'm not ready for that. Um, I, I guess, you know, if, if it's just not worth the money, you know, like somebody just asked me to go do a a shoot at a hospital where there will be surgery and blood involved. And I'm like, even in the best of times, that's not something that really is appealing to me. I mean, could I do it? Do I have the equipment? You know, and it is for a client that I've worked for a number of times. But, like, I don't know. Do I want to go into a hospital right now with all my gear? Um, so maybe something like that. But that's probably more of a, that's just not my cup of tea kind of thing. Um, I, I guess it's a case-by-case situation. Like, I'm not going to go, you know, shoot, um, like, a family event. Not that anybody would want me to, but... Um, I don't know. I'm not sure what the cutoff is, but it's kind of one of those things, you know, it when you hear it, right. It's kind of, kind of the way I feel about that. Are you getting calls from any of your, I'll call them vendors, but any of the guys that you hire on a freelance basis, are you getting any calls saying, Hey Lou, you got anything for me? Uh, you know, I'm getting a lot of, um, emails from voiceover talent. Cause I have, you know, I hire a fair amount of voiceover talent from all over the country and I've noticed a lot of them are, you know, packaging themselves, letting people know, you know, we we can be aggressive with pricing. We got to get the message out there. So I've gotten a lot of those. Um, I've gotten a few of the of the guys that I hire to, you know, help me grip or shoot. You know, just kind of checking in, seeing what's up, what's going on. 
um, but not not overly inundated. I think everybody's still kind of. I mean, Massachusetts just sort of started to open up like this week, so I, I think things are starting. You can start to feel the engine start to crank up a little bit. You know, the the pistons are starting to fire up, and you know, I I, I it feels like that. You know, again, I I like to be optimistic about this and and think that all right, we're going to get through all this and it will get back at some point. But I'm not expecting it to go back to where it was. You know, in early February, um, anytime soon. When, if you were to kind of look into your, the blue crystal ball, which I know you hang near your nightstand. I mean, what, what does it look like come September one for Lulita? I think I'm going to be busy. I, I do. I think I, I, you know, and it might be doing some stuff. Maybe I wasn't normally doing, you know, maybe I'm, uh, there'll just be new opportunities out there. again i've i've been pretty fortunate just by the mere fact of longevity that um i haven't really had to look too hard for work it's sort of found me through either repeat customers referrals or you know people that have that work in the industry that have relied on me over the years so you know, I, part of me goes, maybe I have to reinvent myself and start marketing a little bit more and let people know I'm out there and active or, um, you know, thing, I don't want to just say things are magically going to go back to the way they were. But I, I but I'm like based on the last week to 10 days, I, I'm feeling better. Like, all right, I'm, I think things are I think we're going to be OK. Do you see any new opportunities out there? Like, are you looking at anything that you know, maybe wasn't really a production uh, vehicle for you, but in these times, oh, oh, you know, that's a new revenue source for me. Um, actually, a friend of mine today just gave me a lead for uh, real estate. I mean, I have shot some real estate, but not as a focus. But you know, a lot of realtors aren't doing open houses, so I, I mean, I prefer to do like higher end homes where there's more money involved, you know, versus smaller. So. I could see maybe dabbling in that a little bit um, or, you know, virtual tours of some kind, whether it's office buildings or, you know, other forms of real estate. So, yeah, maybe in that in that realm, you know, I've done a lot of uh, business in the food industry, um, which depending on how you look at, I have one client that makes food processing equipment. They've never been busier and they actually called yesterday about wanting to do some some videos in their factory. Um, here outside of Boston, but then you look at some of the restaurants that I've done work for, and you know, at best they're going to be able to open at half capacity. So, you know, how many of them are going to survive? Um, so that stuff might go away. So I'm not not sure what the prediction is on that. Have you hedged any bets? Have you taken advantage of any of the government programs, loans? Anything like that to sort of hedge your bet against? Yeah, I'm, 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 you know, I talked to someone today about this. I did get offered uh, the PPP um, a few weeks ago, and I had actually had put myself on unemployment because, I, as I said, I wasn't shooting for like eight weeks, and I was eligible for it. So I was taking unemployment, and then the PPP came up, and but then it said, you know, there seemed to be a lot of caveats and some unknowns and having spoken to other people that had done it or applied for it, accountants, it just felt like whoever you spoke to had a different answer. So I, I ended up shying away from that, which may or may not have been a good idea. And then I thought about applying for a, an SBA loan, but I'm, I'm not really in a place right now that I need that. 
And now that I feel like things are starting to pick up, like I've kind of held off. I did get the $1,000 EIDL um, loan or grant. I'm still not sure. It just magically showed up one day in my business account, $1,000. So, um, but you know, that was used to, you know, to pay for like health insurance and things like that. Right. I know, I know for me, I, I have unemployment. I'm, you know, not really doing much work and I'm grateful for that though. Once the federal kicker runs out that, that unemployment payment is, you know, a fraction of regular income. So I'm not sure what will oh, happen yeah. there. I, I mean, when you really look at what this is costing you, me, and, you know, millions of others on a, on a weekly, monthly basis, it's just, it's staggering to think about. And while it's nice to, you know, you pay into unemployment for years and years, and, you know, now you got to use it, take advantage of it. But it does help. I'm not going to, I mean, it's definitely been a big help. It's paid, you know, kind of the the bare essentials for the last, um, you know, pays for my apartment or my condo. Um, so it's gotten me through that for the last month. I did decide to take advantage of the SBA economic disaster loan. And I, I, I was able to take $150,000, uh, without having to repay it for a year. And it's very low interest. And I, I had spoken to a few small business owners in my community, just, you know, people not necessarily in video. And they said, oh, yeah, I took it on the last disaster, which in the, in the East was the Superstorm Sandy. And they said, I wish I took more. And so I, I decided to take it. I don't know exactly where it's going to come into play. There is some new equipment I'm looking at for some remote streaming opportunities. I am, you know, desperately looking for new ways to uh, do remote work because, like I said, I don't see the type of production I do, which is travel and big crews and and interaction with uh, other people, subjects of the video. Like I don't see that getting back this year. So I am I am looking at new opportunities. I'm looking at some equipment to do these things. So I think that loan may go to help some of that stuff, but it is certainly confusing as to which economic package is best for small business like like video production people it really is confusing because everybody you know has a little bit of a different situation you know and some people are structured differently some are strictly freelance you know independent contractors yourself myself we're, we're structured as companies but then we're employees of our own company and you know this is where you know, deep down we're we're video guys, you know, we're not, you know, necessarily built for the infrastructure of like this kind of stuff that most people aren't, you know, but typically if you work for a company, you'd be dealing with a human resources person who would kind of guide you through this. Um, even my own accountant, you know, who I've been with for many, many years is, is not certain of a lot of things, you know, what's the best deal? Could this change? I mean, is this forgiven? Is this a loan or is it a grant? Is it, you know, th there's just so many questions. Um, and I, you know, not, you, you just don't have a solid answer on these things, but you know, I, I guess I could still consider doing an SBA loan. I mean, I know several people that both of us know, or a couple other people I know have, have done, you know, 75,000, $100,000 low interest loans, which has allowed them to pay off some equipments, pay off credit cards that had, you know, 12, 15% interest rates. So, 
it makes sense. But, you know, there could be repercussions. It could affect your credit rating, um, you know, other things like that. So, and, and it's difficult for unknowns. Like I just had it, I just got hit with a $2,000 automotive repair bill for my production van, you know, because my air conditioning died on it, which is you know, kind of a painful charge when I'm not even really using the van right now. But, you know, it's, it's summer and I'm going to need that van to lug all my equipment around. Who knows? You might be gonna... sleeping in it soon. Well, you know. And you want that air could... conditioning. You know, it's maybe I should be thinking about that. Look back into your crystal ball for a minute. Boy, there's a lot of looking in this crystal ball. Well, in this podcast. You're, you're like a philosopher, so. That's true. December 31st, 2020. You're reflecting back right before New Year's Eve. You got a little glass of Don Julio in your hand. Mm-hmm. What is, is that Lou- my second or third? Uh, probably your fourth or fifth. <laughs> <laughs> what is Lou Lita saying about 2020? Only the strong will survive. Um, I think we just need to be flexible, positive, um, reinvent. It's not, this will not be the first year I've had to reinvent myself. Um, so I think, you know, persistence and, um, you know, taking the long-term look at things will prove to be the best approach. Um, but not to say, you know, when you, you know, we always in business compare one year over the other. I think we all know that this year is not going to be as good as last year, probably most of the years, you know, that we've worked over the last couple of decades, but that's okay. We're not the only ones dealing with this. Um, and I also think maybe it'll show that we can get by with less, you know, or do, do, uh, a lot with less than what we have, or sometimes you don't need as much as you think you need. So maybe you'll be more appreciative of what you do have. Do you think the production landscape has changed in the sense of the way that we do business or the way that things are accepted? Like you mentioned an iPhone. Like, do you think we're forever changed in production? You know, part of me says yes. Then other parts of me go, boy, as Americans, we tend to have short memories. You know, we as time goes by, you know, we are Americans. We're, we're programmed to consume. We're programmed to want. We're programmed to, you know, want to go places and do things. And, and we're not going to let things prevent us from doing that. Of course, you know, money controls everything. And, you know, right now there's so many people out of work. I, that's what's curious to me is what happens, you know, how, how much longer will this go on and what will be the fallout and how many more bailouts will there be? But, I, yeah, I do think the production environment, it has been changing. We both know that, you know, our, the cost of entry into this business from when you and I first started to what it is now is so different that if you have some skills and some desire and some business sense, creativity, you're in the game. And, um, you know, we've all seen, you know, young talent flourish, but, you know, there's more to it than just having a camera and having some creative skills. I mean, there's dealing with difficult personalities and deadlines and budgets and, you know, showing up on time and dealing with difficult personalities that maybe don't like your work. You know, I'm dealing with that right now. I mean, I'm working with, you know, on projects that I'm like, this is the way it should go. And they're like, no, it's not. I don't like it that way. And, you know, uh, someone with a... Uh, an ego that needs more stroking than mine maybe can't handle that right so you know it still comes down to communication and relationships and how you deal with people no matter what 
So, but I, to, it, you know, it's a long answer to yes. I think the production landscape is and will continue to change. Lulita, you've spoken a lot of wisdom tonight. Thank you. I I appreciate you taking a few minutes to uh, participate in this podcast. My my glass of Don Julio is empty. Well, that's a problem. With the last sip, I will say cheers to you. Good luck, and. I hope you prosper come September 1. And my sentiments exactly, and I look forward to seeing you again soon. Do you have something to say? Drop me an email at thisweekinproduction at gmail.com. Or even better, call our new TWIP voice mailbox and leave us a message. 601-564-TWIP. That's 601-564-8954. Also, a reminder that This Week in Production is available on all major podcast platforms, including Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play. So please subscribe to get every episode. Lastly, if you like what you hear, would you mind giving me a rating or a review? I'd appreciate that. Okay, that's a wrap on This Week in Production. Thanks for listening.